0: Welcome to Banmaska Chai, your friendly neighborhood weekly podcast of short stories written by me, Arun Matthew. Thank you for staying with us on this podcast channel. A big shout to each and every one of you for your patronage. Today we are going to explore a theme which is very close to my heart because there's something that I have felt time and time again. Like... Have I ever stood on the balcony, you now looking at this stream of vehicles on the road and ever wondered what lives do these people lead? You know, what are their challenges, what are their trials, tribulations? Like I one, always wonder, like would my life ever intersect with theirs? Is there someone in that car I have known in the past or do I know them now? Or would our lives probably intersect in future? So today, we explore a story on those lines where our main character, Ronanth, his life story goes into an overdrive and and completely changes directions by virtue of such a chance encounter. And today, to recite this story, I have on the podcast channel a very special guest, suave, uh, dashing person, Tom Thomas. He is my brother-in-law. But I count him as a friend, a buddy first, and then a brother by relationship. So, do keep aside 15 minutes of your time and let Tom take you on this exciting journey which Ronit undergoes. The
1: Offbeat Rhythm Ronit stood, musing at the distant corner, not presumably knowing what his next steps could have a cascading effect on. He went over it all again, love, work, family and integrity all was playing on his mind. Ronit was pretty much the same next-door guy your family would call home and serve tea without flinching a muscle of doubt. Luck. Time and money all played their parts in giving him the superhuman courage to take the final step. He stood looking at the deep blue expanse overhead, wishing he could have the clarity like that of an October sky. Minutes away from the final few steps of his last act, Ronit closed his eyes and offered a silent prayer. And that's when the journey, the one hell of a ride, began. Thud! came the deep, shattering sound of glass hitting against a rock. Ronit knew that very moment he had stepped onto a piece of glass. The old wife's tales he heard of, glass breaking is not a good sign, and that flashed across his mind. Nevertheless, he was determined to go ahead full steam. He bent down to clear off the sharp stuck on his sole parchment of paper was fluttering off as he removed the pieces of broken glass. He ran across to get a hold of it and after a few minutes of running around, he secured the flying paper. He tossed it over and read, Meet Peter Uncle at Leopold's Colaba? He stared at those six words, trying to fathom what it was all about. He surely couldn't understand the head or tail of it. Was it the end of some long letter? Was it a trap or was it a message that would set him on the trail of some treasure? All kinds of permutations and combinations ran across his mind. He ran some final calculations in his mind and decided to explore what this was all about. He bent over to pick the broken glass bottle and ran a few checks to see if there were any more inscriptions on that bottle. That would give him any further clue. Meeting Peter uncle just wasn't going to be enough. He found nothing. Taking a judgment call, he walked towards the nearest public transport, hailed a cabby, and started for Calaba. Leopold Cafe, 11.20am Is there a Peter uncle here? inquired Ronit at the Leopold's cash counter. Amidst all the chaos, the man at the counter pointed out to a bespectacled, spectacled bearded, 60ish fellow serving beer to cash rich soon to be paupers foreigners. Ronit ran his usual suspicious check on Peter Uncle, making sure he's not falling prey to some scam. For once, he wasn't sure what he was going for and decided to take the nearest table and ordered for cold beer. Call it a coincidence or well-orchestrated drama, it was Peter Uncle who brought the beer and kept it on the table. Uncle was about to leave for his other chores when Ronald shouted out, Peter Uncle! Startled, Peter Uncle came rushing back and asked, Kid, how do you know my name? Have we met before?" Ronald stared at him for a few seconds, took a leap of faith and handed over the parchment of paper to Peter's uncle and waited with bated breath on what would happen next. He expected much fanfare and melodrama over this, but the old man simply walked off from the table. A few minutes he came back with a blue box and placed it on the table and said, open it when you're out of this place and also kept the bill for his beer. Ronit took out his wallet to pay for the bill and opened the bill book to check for the amount. Inside was lying another piece of paper with a similar size and texture. Ronit looked around for a few minutes. Peter was working at his usual self, not showing any surprise or suspicion over the incident happened in the past few minutes. He opened the paper and read. Open the box and wear the stuff. Buy a bouquet of roses and meet Rhea at Central Library. Ask her for the sandalwood box and speak no further. If you do so, be ready to face the consequences. Ronit was puzzled, confused and excited at the same time. He opened the blue box and found a jacket and a wristwatch lying inside the box. Following the instructions, he wore the stuffs. He knew this could lead him to some trouble, yet trotted off to the National Library with a bouquet of roses. National Library 12.40pm He asked for Ria at the reception and was directed to the anthropology section. Within a few minutes, a pretty lady in her mid-twenties came and asked, how may I help you? Instinctively, Ronit took out the paper and handed it over to her, along with the roses. She looked at the piece of paper and stared at the leather jacket and looked at Ronit from top to bottom, and stopped her scrutiny when her eyes found in what seemed like a recognisable wristwatch. I'll be back in a minute, please make yourself comfortable. Saying so, Ria left off. Ranit tried his best to weave a story around the days happening so far and always found multiple confusing and conflicting ideas in his mind, as he was fighting demons in his mind. Rhea came back with a small box in her hand. Ranit could clearly make out that those eyes had shed a few tears in the last few minutes. He didn't utter a word and took the box and started walking out of the building. He took a quick glance of his shoulder and he could see Ria looking solemnly out of the library window. As soon as he came out of the building, he opened the box. Inside was a small brown bag and a similar piece of paper. He opened the letter and read, You have done well thus far. Now take the brown bag and hand it over to Chintu Bhai. At Dharavi first petrol pump. Don't open the bag at any cost. Dharavi, 3 pm. After a few rampant enquiries, Ronit managed to locate the petrol pump where he would ultimately find Chintubai. He walked towards one of the pump attendants and asked, Where can I find Chintu The attendant seemed to have been a bit startled over hearing the name and without a word pointed out towards the room at the far end of the corner. Ronit mustered up courage and dragged himself towards the room. Inside was seated a burly moustached man, maybe in his forties. Ronit's heart skipped a beat when he asked, Chintubai? Ronit was again subjected to intense scrutiny. Yes, what do you want? Um, uh, nothing, just wanted to give you this. Saying so, he handed over the small brown bag to Chintubai. The big man took the bag in his hands and went to the room inside few anxious moments passed and Chintu was back, this time with a big bag himself. He reluctantly handed over the bag to Ronit and asked him to leave. A confused Ronit came out and positioned himself to a secluded corner. He opened the bag and was shocked to see a pile of currency notes. Neatly lying on top was the same old piece of paper. He opened it and read, Take this money to Aadhaar Orphanage, Bandra East. I will know how to find you if you decide to run away with this. 5 pm, Bandra East. He knew he couldn't take chances. He knocked at the gates of the orphanage and asked for the topmost authority. Soon, he found himself seated in a small but pleasant office of Sister Nirmala. The altruistic sister asked Ronit, tell me soon, what can we do for you? For once, Ronit was sure what he was doing and handed over the bag of notes. The shocked and surprised sister took a couple of minutes before she could get herself back to the conversation. She scampered off to some other place and came back with an envelope. Ronald was expecting this. He took the envelope, thanked the sister and left the building. The paper inside read, Now that you have done some good and you should be ably rewarded for it, near the Bandra East Railway Station, ask for Raju Pancharwala and say, Mehman Nawazi. Bandra, East Station, 7pm. It took a while for Ronit to locate Raju. A good hour of searching and toiling in the slums had left him smelly and sweaty. He finally met Raju, who took him to his tiny and humble hut. Ronit just wanted to rush off from the place and immediately uttered those two words he was asked to. The minute Raju heard of those words, he ran off yelling to his wife to get started with the preparations. An hour passed by and a sumptuous meal by slum standards was lying in front of him. Within minutes, Ronit was convinced that was the best mutton curry he ever tasted. Once he was full till his heart's content, he bade them goodbye. He asked Raju whether there was any letter for him. Suddenly, Raju remembered and ran off to his hut again and came back with yet another envelope. Ronit thanked him enough for the dinner and as a gesture gave the jacket and a watch to Raju. Like curiosity kills the cat, Ronath was in no time reading the next set of instructions. Go back to where it all started and look for a big banyan tree. Underneath the biggest branch start digging and look for another bottle. p.m. Pawai Hill. Ronit was trying his best at digging the hard bed of earth under the banyan tree. An hour of turmoil and frustration and finally he seemed to have hit some hard glass. He took the bottle out, broke it and eagerly started reading the letter. Dear friend, I know it's been one hell of a journey for you. That too, when you didn't know what's coming next, so is life. What you experienced in a day has been the journey of my entire life. Raised in an orphanage, I did well to complete my studies and work in a company of repute. Met one amazing woman and spent the best three years of my life with her. One that I did not learn was life and its ups and downs. A couple of bad years where I lost my job, my savings and let go my love. I was deep into habits not worthy of good men. Drugs became my best friend and sucked the life and emotions out of me. Thanks for dropping off the last of my drug packets to Chintu yes the money received is blood money but at least a few lives would be restored i hope i did my best to come out of my habits and spent an year at rajus trying to rehabilitate myself but guess i couldn't hold on and took the leap of my troubles from this very place this very place where you my friend i suspect try to do the same if the day is of any significance don't do this face your troubles live your life to the fullest and fight it out i am sure however tough your life is it will make some difference to someone someday may you find peace my friend god bless Ronald took one last look at the letter tore it into pieces and went to the edge of the cliff, to the place where he stepped onto the first piece of paper and threw it into oblivion. He took a deep breath and returned his journey back home to get his life back on track. Life may not always be musical and may not always give the right beats with its Constant ups and downs may sound offbeat at times, but if you listen to it carefully and deeply, you may find the sweet rhythm of life.